which matchups are most critical for the Minnesota Wild in their opening round series against the St. Louis Blues? Where can the Wild exploit the Blues during the series? All of that and more will be revealed in our playoff primer today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is available wherever you listen to podcasts free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we dive deep into the opening round playoff series against the St. Louis Blues with what we need to see from each scoring line, confidence level in the goaltending and special teams, as well as some predictions for how things will play out throughout this playoff series. As much playoff preview as you can possibly imagine. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fun fact, by the way, the Minnesota Wilds are minus 155. At this point in the series against St. Louis, we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the postseason is here. And so we brought in the whole cast, squads all here, as we gear up for this matchup against the St. Louis Blues. Seth Topol, the host of Lockdown Wild, joined by two of our regular guests, Zach Zeman and Alex Micheletti. Gentlemen, we got through the playoffs with minimal injuries except for what happened in the game against the avalanche which we're not going to talk about it's finally playoff time and so all those games all those goals all those points all those plus minuses all now get wiped away it's zero zero and right off the top just give me your excitement level heading into this series against st louis zero to ten alex where are you at right now I'm a ten. I'm I'm excited for the for the NHL playoffs and in, in in general and the whole uh, all the series. I mean, we have some incredible first round matchups and not not only ours right here the 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 Wild and Blues, but I mean we got Toronto, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Boston. Like I mean, <laughs> these are good. Some powerhouses are going down in the first round, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, I think I think the Wild have a really good chance to to advance. It's going to be an absolute war. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to go the full seven. And <laughs> nice, nice to uh, nice to have that uh, home ice for sure. Zach, yeah. where are you at? I'm at an eleven actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm currently in Missouri, so I'm constantly faced with all these St. Louis <laughs> Blues fans yelling at me and yapping at me. No, but I feel like this has been an indirect uh, series already in the last three weeks of the regular season and battling for home ice and, and always keeping ch- tabs on the blues and seeing if they win, if they lose, if they're, you know, who's going to get home ice and, and it's finally resolved. But yeah, this is what we've all been waiting for. I think this is the most entertaining. This is going to be the most entertaining uh, series in the first round without a doubt. I mean, these two teams are neck and neck 
We've seen it all year. There's some great regular season games, and I, I'm stoked. I mean, it's just cool to be in Missouri um, with all the Blues guys. So I, we, we'll be having some fun, uh, you know, fun nights watching these games. So I'm stoked. It's going to be great. I'm at a 9.7 or a 97, one of the two. Uh, it just it's It's been building up to this, and this wild team by no – you know, it's it's no consequence that they have had the best season in team history, but the messaging I think is on point for this team. You saw the the video shared by the Minnesota Wild Twitter account with the very concise messaging. It's all about winning, and I think that is why this team has been so successful and they're poised for a deep playoff run is because that messaging has been consistent all season. And it's going to be on full display against the St. Louis Blues team. Obviously, major bullet dodged over the weekend in regards to Marcus Foligno. And so that'll be the big bullet that we dive into first. It looked really bad. I was at that game on Friday. Uh, Foligno was helped off the ice. Thought at that point that it was probably either a torn ACL or something along those lines to where he was going to be out for the series. And over the weekend, we find out that uh, he gets some good news and is on track to play uh, tonight in Game 1. Your concern level for Marcus Foligno's ability to impact this series at his typical level, Zach, are you concerned that Foligno is going to not be able to do the Marcus Foligno things, or do you think he really did dodge that bullet to where he's going to be as full bore as he possibly can? I mean, I guess we'll never know until either the wild win the cup or they get eliminated because that's when it all comes out. But, you know, I mean, I cannot believe he's, he's playing tonight. Like I, I honestly, it's just like, if that doesn't sum up what the NHL playoffs mean to these guys and they've worked all year for, I mean, I don't know what else would. It's. It, I'm kind of concerned. I mean, I can't imagine he's 100% coming tonight. I can't imagine it. But um, if he really is, he's going to make that impact. I mean, he's on the wall for a reason. So right. you know, he's, he's that game changer. So, yeah, he's – I'm ready. I think he's ready. Um, you know, if he really wanted to take it seriously and, and be cautious, he'd be out. And I think the Wild would still be fine regardless. Um, you know, we saw him with, out with COVID earlier or at the latest part of the season. But yeah, he's that difference maker. If he's playing, he's going to make the changes, and he's going to he's going to make a difference here. Yeah, I'm ready. Alex, what do you think? Are you concerned that Felino is not going to be able to be that same level of impact with his injury? Or do you think he's going to be able to find a way to kind of fight through it? Um, just like he said today. I mean, it's the playoffs. I think he's going to find a way. I mean, he's the type of player that that feeds off energy and, and the crowd. And, uh, you know, I think having game one at the X is going to fuel the fire for him and the entire grief line. And I mean, they're going to be, uh, very important if, if the wild are going to win this series, um, they, that line does so much for this team and, um, they need all three of them to be, um, at a hundred percent and playing at a very high level. The other guy who is returning, at least as far as we know, Matt Zuccarello, who uh, was practicing uh, with the team over the weekend. And we saw Tyson Jost, we saw Nick Bugstead fill in on that top line. 
Do we think Zuccarello is back to as full strength as he can be? I mean, it certainly looked like it at practice. He was dancing all over the place, having a good time. Um, Alex, are you confident that Matt Zuccarello is going to be able to perform at his same level um, once the playoffs get rolling? Yeah, I have no no doubt in my mind. Uh, he's a veteran. He He's been in a lot of playoff battles before. We don't even know what he actually hurt. Um, so right. uh, his, his situation is a little bit different than Polino's because um, yeah. he didn't get, you know, he didn't get a knee injury. Um, so it must have been a you know pulled groin or something where they just were, you know, being very cautious. Um, but um, he didn't seem worse for the wear, like you said in that video. Um, so and they will. We, we've known uh, with with the with the you know team socials and everything they wouldn't put somebody on if uh, if there was a major concern. So um, it yeah. sounds like he's he's raring to go. Zach, what do you think? I think that uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello relationship is going to get ignited in this series, and I think he's coming back for a reason. They need a spark here. This team, you know, they're coming in against a powerful Blues team. So I think him coming back. I think he's ready. Um, I mean. With the length he's been out, I'd hope he's ready by this time. Yeah. You know, I think Felino's definitely in a worse spot than Zuccarello is in terms of injuries. Um, but, yeah, that if that spark gets ignited, some dangerous things are going to happen. I uh, I could not agree more. Um, I think Zuccarello is going to be fine. We'll talk about the special teams at the end of the show, but I think having him back on that unit, too, will help fix that power play, which – had a few games where it looked like it was kind of back on track. And then, oh my God, that avalanche game was a mess. Um, So we'll talk about the special teams. I'm also going to subliminally weave in some inspirational messages from uh, other Minnesota coaches. Uh, We're going to start with PJ Fleck, the don't be afraid to be a legend speech that he gave uh, to the team before the Wisconsin game. So for this wild team, obviously listen don't be afraid to be a legend do not be afraid to be a legend so i'd pay i'd pay money to be in that locker room after warm-ups tonight Ooh. and and watch that speech before they head on the ice i'd pay money That'd i bet be great i bet dean's got i bet dean has a banger cooked up for uh getting this team ready i'm sure he does oh, so yeah so th- this is going to be you know, there, there are so many different angles to try to break down with this series. And so health, first and foremost. Now we'll navigate to some of the head-to-heads with obviously the Blues having three lines that are capable of, of game-breaking at any particular point and what the Wild need to do to win those matchups. Plenty more of our playoff primer coming up next here on Locked on Wild. But first... BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, and the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. BetOnline is your continued source for all of the sports wagering information you need from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more, and the Kentucky Derby coming up this weekend. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of that and more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. This trio right here is going to have you 
on lock for the entirety of the series against the St. Louis Blues. Uh, guys, let's dive in a little bit to this matchup. The St. Louis team is very good. They are very deep. They have a lot of different ways that they can beat you. I don't know, though, if they have gone up against a world beater defense like the grief line can be. And so let's just start with the grief line needing to kind of lock down that top line combo that the St. Louis Blues can trot out there pretty much uh, every night. That, of course, is uh, the likes of uh, Pavel Buchnevich, Robert Thomas, and Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, confidence level, scale of 1 to 10, are the grief line, is the grief line, going to be able to slow those guys down, maybe not stop them entirely, but are they going to be able to slow them down enough to really impact this series? Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, as long as Felino is is good to go, I, I think they can. Um, you know, I put out there on Twitter uh, the other day, um, I think it's imperative that they have Eck go out there and be, you know, be the shutdown center and, uh, and Jonas Berdine being, being the shutdown D out there against, uh, against Robert Thomas, trying to neutralize him. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of the few remaining, like, um, um, you know, just great passers set of men in the league. Um, he, he doesn't like to shoot. He likes to, he likes to pass to Buchnevich and, and Tarasenko. And so, you know, if you can, if you can wear that line out, that's going to, you know, help the wild so much. Um, and then, you know, and then have, uh, you know, Kaprizov and those guys go up against uh, uh, O'Reilly, Perron um, and, and that crew. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Robert Thomas has been on an incredible heater, just like Kevin Fiala. He's been one of the best uh, best players in the league in last last month and change. And so, um, you, you know, <laughs> you got to do everything you can. Uh, um, don't even uh, – you don't even have to score. Um, you right. just got to play defense on that line and, and make sure that uh, you don't take any cheap penalties too because I think – I think that's where the blues can get the wild is as we've seen is on special teams. And so, you know, I think the wild have the upper hand five on five. Um, and so this, this line is the most important line for, for the wild. Um, you know, people will say Kaprizov and, and that line, but the grief line gets, gets it done. They are your prototypical playoff uh, hockey type of line yep. where they can, yeah, just wear the crap out of you, beat beat you up physically, um, and you know, and and, and wreak havoc. And uh, um, it's nice to have the home home ice um, because the Wild will have last change, and they can dictate what lines they want to throw out there. And um, Eck is going to have to win some faceoffs, no doubt. Um, you know, they'll they'll put Robert Thomas out there, but O'Reilly will take a lot of important faceoffs. You'll probably you'll probably see him just take the face off and get off the ice. Um, he's one of the best uh, face off guys in the league. Um, and you know, he's, he, he's won, he's won major awards. Um, and so, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it is. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Can the grief line slow that top St. Louis blues line down enough to uh, give the wild a chance to, uh, to score on them? Yeah, I believe so. I, you know, this line is the definition of the Minnesota wild. These guys are all together. They're big. I think the Wild are the bigger team in this series. Um, 
you know, and, and if this line can, you know, be fully established and shut down, you know, the blues and while also, you know, revolving on the defense or re- relying on the defense, if they, if they need them, you know, I mean, it goes both ways. The forward line can only do so much and you got to you rely on your defense when you can. So, I mean, if you can get this full, this uh, grief line established for sure, I think, you know, the blues are a tough team to shut down. Um, and then you got to rely on that Caprizov Zuccarello line as well. I mean, you know, you can't just have the grief line do it all. So other other lines that need to step up. Bottom yep. six needs to show up. I've loved Goudreau recently. He's just a just a great guy to watch now. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks he wasn't really in the spotlight, uh, but now he's making waves. And you know, it's it's just insane to see um, you know the depth this team has. And you can rely on the bottom six to even get the job done. So if you if you can establish that first line in the grief line and 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 they get the work done there then you can start throwing other lines out and experiment a little bit and, and, you know, spread out the trust along your lines. I think that's a big, big part in, you know, throwing out different lines against the blues here at all. It'll definitely mix it up while also, you know, benefiting your own team. I, I agree. I think the, um, I think just because the Blues have not seen that line fully incorporated, that it is going to cause some problems. I don't get the sense, and I said this in the crossovers with the Locked On Blues guys, um, I don't get the sense that either team is going to completely shut down the opponent. I think the Wild are going to have plenty of chances to score in this series because Husso is very very unproven in the postseason and the blues are winning all these games but you look in his his goals uh goals against average over their last like 30 games was like 3.05 so there are opportunities there will be opportunities to score on him and i think the blues will have the opportunities to score on the other end so i think the grief line will be able to uh, to slow those guys down but ultimately it's going to come down to which goalies stand on their head a little more than the others. So let's talk about the goalie matchup a little bit here. We don't know what's going to happen, whether it be Cam Talbot or Marc-Andre Fleury. If you had to pick, who do you trust more for the game one start, Talbot or Fleury? Zach, who are you going with? I've been Fleury. Oh, my gosh. I've been Talbot's guy all year. I've been so <laughs> high on him, I think. I think Talbot's gets the nod for game one. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been with the team longer this year. He's played more games against St. Louis this year. Um, even though res- the results may not have been the, what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I definitely start Talbot here. Um, as Flurry looks great too. Don't get me wrong. Like to have Flurry as a backup or, or to have Talbot as your backup. I mean, it's, it's just great goalie tandem. So I like Talbot here. Micheletti. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, since that, since the trade went down um, and I, I, I tweeted it out, out too, I said, it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to Cam Talbot. You know, it, uh, you know, put a little chip on Cam's uh, shoulder and, you know, he's played phenomenal hockey, uh, you know, ever since, since Flurry came on board and they've been a good tandem. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's been any egos hurt by having to share the net with with each other it's got to be cam uh no no doubt um and uh i think um you know bill billy made the trade too to have flurry be that safety valve if cam uh decides you know or um you know starts to falter a little bit um yep. and 
well, we've seen it in playoffs many times where teams use both goalies, you know, um, you know, <laughs> uh, so, you know, at some point flower is going to, you know, Flurry's going to be in, in the net, I'm sure. Um, but you got to go with cam. Um, he's, he's played, you know, they both have been all right. You know, you know, stats wise, if you compare the two, but I think just cams played a little bit better and, uh, um, you know, you got to ride, ride hit his momentum and you, you could kind of see, um, you know, that, you know, they were starting to rest cam a little bit by playing flurry a little bit more. And yep. so that, I think that's why, that's why cams cams the pick. Yeah. I, I go Talbot and, and here's why for me, cause I think, I think Talbot gives you a more even keel. That was one of the the things that I think was a little concerning for me with Marc Andre Fleury over his last handful of starts with the team. I mean, look at that Kraken game. He gave up two goals almost instantly. Now, not his fault per se, but he had that game. He had the Kings game where LA scored three times within the first like couple minutes of the game. I worry about kind of that early period of the game where what happens if the Blues get one or two like right off the bat. And I don't think that is as prone to happen to Talbot as it seems like it was for Flurry. Talbot's been the guy all season. Great at home, which I don't know if we're going to use like home road splits to determine who starts where, but Talbot's been great at home all season. And I, I think he is the perfect... I think he's the perfect one to start to uh, to try to rattle this Blues team, but good goalie play, good offense, it, it it doesn't matter nearly as much as the just huge Achilles heel that will finish the show by talking about special teams. Power play and penalty kill are going to be a factor in this series. And so we'll look at whether or not we think both units have improved or can by the time this series gets underway, we will continue our playoff primer here on Locked on Wild after this. But first, the month of May is here, which means the weather's getting nice. You're going to be out and on the go more than you normally are. And so you need that perfect go-to snack to take with you. Built Bar is that perfect go-to snack. And it's not like you're having to make a decision uh, to sacrifice tastes. Built Bars are delicious themselves. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. So you know when you eat a Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. As with all Built Bars, they contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Your standard candy bar is anywhere around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you want to kick that bad candy habit, head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Thank you once again for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. Once you're finished here, make sure you check out both parts of the Lockdown Wild, Lockdown Blues crossover for a little more info on the St. Louis Blues from the voices of Locked on Blues. Um, you can find that anywhere you listen to this podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, we've put it off long enough. 
power play and the penalty kill. Penalty kill has been a problem for a large part of the season, but I am hopeful that what we saw over the last like 10 games of the season is that as long as the Wilds um, are aggressive on the penalty kill and they don't get sucked into just waiting around the net for the opponent to shoot or pass, if the penalty kill maintains its aggressiveness, I think it will be fine. Do you agree or disagree, Zach? What do you think? Well, I'm just wondering um, how how much they've been practicing with these new or with the penalty kill, like in anticipation for the series. You gotta wonder what they're doing now. Um, no, but it's definitely looked a little better. Uh, I think the Wild, you know, it's obvious that they've struggled um, all year with this, and I think they're like they given up at least like 65 on four goals. I just did a couple of digging, like I was digging for some stats here. Um, I think the Blues led the NHL in five on four with 63 goals. So it's it's just like if you take these dumb penalties, you're just digging a hole for yourself here, and you can't rely on it too much. And the Wild have struggled. Um, I, I wasn't really listening to the question. I was kind of just <laughs> in my zone. But, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely concerned. The Blues are good in the power play. They, they've showed it. I mean, when when you see how the last two games went into overtime and the ice gets bigger for – on the 3v3, you can see what the Blues have done to the Wild. They finished both games um, in overtime there. So if you let, you know, if you make the ice bigger for the Blues and you have them, you know, one last guy, they're going to they're gonna make, you know, easy cake out of it. So I just think if you take dumb penalties, that's the key to losing this series. This is the storybook of the series. And, you know, you just can't let that happen. You can't go down. You can't take dumb penalties. That's that's. I mean, it's just what everyone says, but this is legit. It. I yeah. mean, that's just it. So that's that is going to be the deciding factor. Alex, are you confident that the penalty kill is making enough strides? And if they simply say stay aggressive, try to make it a little bit of an issue entering the zone as opposed to just camping out in front of the net. If they just do that, can this penalty kill get it done against this Blues power play? Yeah, I think so. Um, and you, you hear it all the time too. Your best penalty killer is your goaltender too. Um, and so, you know, Cam's going to have to make the extra saves. Um, uh, and uh, I, I just, I, I thought, I thought the penalty kill started to improve a little bit near then there. Um, so, uh, you know, as long as we don't have Alex Goligoski killing penalties. Uh, <sighs> when I saw that late uh, a couple of times, I was like, Oh boy, what are, what are we doing here? But, um, I think with with having a hundred percent squad, uh, I think we'll we'll be fine now. Um, I would like to see that, and I'm sure they'll work this in. But they the Wild did when they had their full complement of players: Jared Spurgeon, Jewel Eriksonek, Nick Delorier, and I think the other one was either Felino or Greenway. Like, or no, it was it was Spurgeon Middleton. Delorier and uh, Erickson Eck. Like, that's a problem. Like, that is a that's a nasty penalty kill. And so you have that. You have Kevin Fiala who can um, can more than handle his own on the PK. It just comes down to making it difficult for teams entering the zone and forcing them into making reads or passes before they're ready as opposed to just taking all four players and just like wedging them in in front of the goalie and letting the Blues do whatever they want 
on the power play. Like that's the difference there. And as far as the power play goes, and I don't, I don't know what the number was against the Avs because there were so many penalties in that game. Um, but it was, it was awful. Like they just were passing, 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 passing. It's like they're on the freeway, just passing everybody all the time. Um, and so just quickly on the power play, and we can just do yes or no for this because then I want to get to some of our X factors and and predictions for the series. But yes or no, with Matt Zuccarello back, will the power play improve? Alex, what do you think? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, we saw in the Seattle game too, uh, it was cooking. They were moving it. Uh, it looked the best, you know, of course it, it is the Kraken, but, uh, I mean, the movement was so much better. They were making passes faster. Um, I, I really liked how they just had the whole setup. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think they're ready to go. Um, you know, it, uh, I saw Russo said that Dumbo was not on, on the power play units. So that, 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 uh, um, that tells me that he's, uh, whether it's a shoulder or peck or whatever, that it's not a hundred percent and that he can't shoot. Um, you know, he can't fire slap shots, you know, a hundred percent effectively. So, you know, they, uh, looks like they have Rodine being a part of the second unit, um, and Spurge top unit. So, you know, that's interesting. Uh, but, uh, I like, I've, I've really liked what Spurgeon has done with that top unit and, yeah. and being the quarterback, uh, back there. Yeah. Not, Again, not Alex Goligoski. And that unit, both units looked really good against Calgary. I think the power play was two for two, and the kill was four for four. So, Zach, same question for you. Zuccarello back in the power play. Are we going to see some power play goals in this series? Do you think the power play will be better? Yeah, I do. And I think once you add your one of your star players back into the lineup, especially come playoffs, there's got to be a spark of energy in this. I mean, you have to have more confidence if you're around you know, Zuccarello, who's notoriously good and, and, and a playoff veteran. You know, it, I mean, if you have these players that are leading your five-on-four guys out on the ice, there's got to be some sort of confidence to take shots and to make those passes and to make those plays um, because you have reliable teammates. You know, I mean, I think that just adds a lot. Um, and, you know, I think the Wild are going to start buzzing here soon. Something's going to change. Something needs to change. Um, and I think adding Zuccarello back is going to make that shit, that difference. So. Let's uh, let's talk predictions and hot takes for the series because I have one, and I told both of the Blues hosts this, and they just the biggest like shake of the head imaginable. And I I believe it just because of how the games went against these two teams in the regular season. This series is going to seven. Five of the games will go to overtime. And I, I firmly believe that. And so you want to talk about, like, cardiac kids? Yeah. And that's why I think the Wild end up winning this series is because they are infinitely more seasoned in overtime this year than the St. Louis Blues are. The Wild have gone to 22 overtime games. The Blues have not gone to even remotely close to that level. Jeez. So I think the Wild will win the series. There may be a couple of lopsided Blues games in it because empty netters and such. I think there will be a couple of games that go the Blues way that look worse in the score than they actually are. So five overtimes, 
of the seven games is my hot take. Zach, what's your spicy take for this series, if you've got one? Uh, I don't know if this is a spicy take, but I don't think Flurry's going to start until, unless, or until Talbot loses. I think they're not going to go with that switch in motion of, you know, uh, Talbot gets game one, Flurry gets game two, Talbot three. I think Talbot's going to be in there as long as he wins, and then they're going to put Flurry in. I just, uh, along with the overtime prediction there, um, you know, it's it's just different in the regular season when they're 3v3, and I just think the Wild are a better 5-on-5 five five team. Yep. And and now that the playoff over time are five on five, it, you know something's going to be different. And I think the Wild have an advantage there. Um, it's just about who can, who has the best cardio, I guess. You know, it'll be good. Um, I'm excited to see what Alex says here. Yeah, what's your what's your hot take, Alex? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I think I think this goes in seven, just like you. Um, I didn't even predict it. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> it's because you're saying four, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what? No. we saw we saw um, in the regular season here. They the, these teams went to overtime multiple times. Uh, you know, it didn't go the Wilds' way, but um, as we've seen, you know, with the um, you know, we won't have to worry about three on three in, in playoff hockey. Thank God. Thank um, God. Or uh, shootouts. Just, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> don't don't get me started on New. that. Just uh, gimmick. Uh, too many yeah. gimmicks. <laughs> Uh, and, and go back to the three point system too. Uh, just, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think this goes seven. I think the reason why the wild win is because they have the home ice. Um, and if it comes to a seventh game, it'll be at the X. And could you imagine how, <laughs> how fired up uh, the X would be, uh, for this team to get to the second round to, uh, They've been aching for a, a deep run from this team. It's been a while, um, and this is the best team they've had in a long time, too, top yes. to bottom, um, depth-wise. Uh, thank you, Anson Carter. Um, and yeah. yeah, so it's it, it's. I think this is the this is the year. I'm gonna bounce off of that. Can I just real quick? Yeah. Um, I was at Game Six against Vegas last year um, when Felino put the. Vegas Golden Knight player through the glass. I don't know if you guys remember that, but yeah, that right. arena, I mean, it was the COVID attendance, but that <laughs> arena was the like literally so loud and it was incredible. The atmosphere was unbelievable. And I can't even imagine. I mean, home ice matters. It does mm-hmm. matter. Like this, it's the mm-hmm. playoffs. You're, you're, it, to have your fan base there for your last game of the season or on, of your, you know, of what could be the season is, is a big deal. Um, you know, the wild, thrive in the x the record shows and and this is just going to be an insane series i think it goes to seven i'm going to say that wild win seven can you imagine if that game goes to overtime in game seven i mean that's just the storybook here we've seen that like the uh, two out of three times we've played this year other than the winter classic have gone to overtime in st louis and they've won them both so how about you get an overtime in in st paul and win that one and then move on no i mean it it would just be insane this is going to be an unbelievable series um but yeah, that's I'd say that's how the Wild get it done. Is yeah, I like that. I like that home ice. It, it matters. It does. I for one am sick and tired of hearing about what a great team the Blues have. <laughs> Screw them. This is the Minnesota Wilds' time. Now go out there and take it. Best team in history. And that's that's the mic drop. That's where we're leaving it with uh, our playoff primer. So thank you for tuning in. 
it's it's going to be just an insane series, and we've got you covered every single step of the way. So uh, make sure to follow along with Locked on Wild. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, also make sure that uh, you are following along with Locked on Blues. They'll keep you covered on the other side after the Blues lose all the games. So uh, that is uh, it's, it's going to be an unbelievable series. So make sure you're tuning in with us to uh, catch it each and every step of the way. Locked on Wilds, bringing you new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.